Hello, welcome back to another episode of Crowdworkcast. My name is Andrew Barnett. Thank you very much for joining me. Uh, firstly, let me apologise uh, once again for the gap between the episodes. Uh, yeah, I've been travelling around doing gigs and just haven't been able to get myself organised enough to record and post episodes. So I uh, sincerely apologise for that. Um, I'm getting on it. Uh, I'm going to be better in the future. Um, I don't know how far in the future that is though, but, um, yeah, I have been traveling around. Uh, I did, uh, did a run of gigs up on the gold coast, uh, with the guys at based comedy, a big shout out to Josh Armstrong from based comedy, had a lot of fun doing a week of gigs with those guys. Uh, and, uh, yeah, if you're ever on the gold coast, get along to one of the based comedy gigs. You can check them out on Facebook, uh, based comedy. Now, uh, luckily though, while I was up there, I did get to uh, finally meet a comedian I've been uh, wanting to meet for a while because, uh, well, I've heard a lot about her. Um, This week's guest is Ellen Briggs. Ellen is a Mullumbimby-based comedian uh, up there on the far north coast of New South Wales, and uh, she's absolutely fantastic. And I'd never met Ellen before, although I had heard of her um, through reputation, um, through uh, numerous sources and uh, her big raps on how good a comedian she is. And we got to work together and I got to see that firsthand. Um, but also, a uh, good friend of mine and is also a good friend of hers, uh, previous guest on the podcast, Julia Wilson. And uh, I felt like I'd, uh, I felt like I'd sort of met Ellen through uh, all the stories that Julie had told me over uh, over the last couple of years, and so it was finally nice to actually get to meet Ellen and uh, and sit down and have a chat, and that's what we did for this week's episode. Um, it was interesting, literally. Um, we met for the first time. She came in, sat down uh, at Josh's place, and um, yeah, we we recorded uh, what would be probably our first actual conversation, uh, which was interesting—an interesting way to do it. Um, but I, I think we had a good conversation. I thoroughly enjoyed it, and hopefully you guys will too. Uh, I'll just do some quick plugs at the top here for Ellen. Uh, you're going to hear Ellen; very charming, very funny. Um, so if you want to check her out, she's a good Twitter follow. Uh, she, on Twitter, she is at Ellen Briggs. Um, if you uh, on her website, she is ellenbriggs.com. Uh, and uh, if you're in Sydney coming up, she'll be uh, performing two nights as part of the Sydney Comedy Festival with another uh, another North Coast comedian, a uh, uh, lady by the name of Mandy Nolan. Uh, they've got a show called Women Like Us, which I think we discuss a little bit in this episode. So I'll, uh, I'll leave you to hear it on the episode. But it uh, sounds like an amazing show. Everything I've heard is it's an amazing show, very successful show. And that'll be on at the Enmore Theatre on the 20th and 21st of May. On the 20th, that's a Saturday. Uh, it'll be at 7 p.m. And on the Sunday, it's at 6 p.m. Um, so, yeah, get along to that. Um, also, uh, if you're in the mood to go that week in particular, I'll also be at the Enmore Theatre at the Enmore Laneway um, from the 17th to the 21st, that's the Wednesday, uh, doing my show, Wise Man. Um, for all those shows and any Sydney Comedy Festival shows, check out sydneycomedyfest.com.au. Other than that, ladies and gentlemen, that can be the plugs. Uh, let's just get into the episode. Please enjoy this, my first ever chat, uh, hopefully the first of many, uh, with Ellen Briggs. All right, new episode. G'day, mate. What's your name? Ellen Briggs. Ellen Briggs. Yes. Um, and uh, we are currently on the Gold Coast. Oh, yes, look at it outside. I know. Grey and stormy. This is uh, all I've heard about is the, the beautiful Queensland weather. And I've been here since Saturday and I've seen about 15 minutes of it, I reckon. Yeah, it's humid and shit and awful. Yeah, it? humid is. Awful. That was the thing. Like, uh, I've been trying to walk places just to get a bit of uh, movement in. And. Uh, the the thing I do notice is when it's not raining, I, I kind of almost miss the rain because it's like, oh, now I'm just sweating. Yeah, it's a relief when it rains. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm raining or <laughs> the sky's raining. It's one or the other. It's never... Uh, yeah, it's, it's good though. So, you're, are you uh, Gold Coast based? Where no, are you based? I'm an hour away in Mullumbimby. Mullumbimby. In New South Wales, which is just inland from Byron Bay. So, just over the border. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Oh, lovely. And you're a... What do you do for, for a living... Well, I'm a comedian. You are a comedian, and yes. And we have a farm, my husband and I. A farm? Yeah. Like, what do we farm? Well, we've got cattle. Nice. Yeah. Beef and or dairy? Ch- yeah, beef. Beef. Just buy, buy little um, yearlings. 
Oh, nice. You know. Impressed with my knowledge that I know there's yeah. a difference with cattle. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, yeah, we just get them when they're quite young and keep them, fatten them up for a few years. We call them politicians' names. Oh, nice. So then they're really quite easy to sell. <laughs> oh, <nice>. <laughs> we <laughs> don't get attached to them. You know, if you're selling Christopher Pine, you're like yeah. giving him the finger as he's loaded so, onto the truck. I'd imagine Christopher Pine would be pretty hard to toughen up. I'd like to fatten up though. Like he, Yeah, he, Julie Bishop's harder. Julie Bishop's harder. We do harder. have a little skinny Julie Bishop. Wow. She's a boy. Oh, but okay. Yeah, little kind of flitty thing, you know, always going to whoever's the leader at the time. <laughs> <laughs> Punches above a weight for influence. Yeah, though. yeah, 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 yeah. Runs around a lot. Nice. Anyway, so that's what we that's what we have. There, we only have a few, and then we've got you know a sort of area around the house which is Alex's golf course, which I maintained. Lovely. Yeah. yeah. This sounds ideal. So I mow about nine acres every week. Nine acres. Yeah. And now is this um is this hand like push mower or, oh, no. or you're on the right on? <laughs> yeah, I got a I've got a. I really love my mower. I have a oh, nice. I have a real thing with it. You know, like it's a big zero turn mower. Alex put a roof on it for me one year for Christmas. Wow. Yeah. You he's, sound he's like a, a lady who likes the finer things. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah yeah. yeah. I got a roof on my mower. That's I love it because I can put my headphones on when there's Test cricket on. I can listen oh. to the cricket all day, and I love it. That's I um. I gotta say, I love. I don't have anywhere near nine acres. Yeah. I'm I'm in Sydney, so I've got a tiny little uh, block. Yeah. But I've got lawn to mow. But yeah. I've realised, like I do, I do the same thing. Headphones in, yeah. Especially if the test cricket's on. Um, the other thing I love is I, what I've realised is I'm never like if I ever have to quit drinking for any reason. Yeah. I'm gonna have to concrete my yard. Like, yeah. Because <laughs> I can't not. I can't not. Like when I finished mow the, mowing the lawns, I can't not then just have a beer and stare at the grass. Yeah, that's like right. Know, just like have that beer yeah, and have just a drink go, oh, at the end I, of it and go I look at that. that. Yeah. yeah, I did that. Yeah, I look, yeah, and yeah, especially Mullumbimby too. Like based on the weather I've experienced up here, wet then hot. Yeah, it's a greenhouse. Yeah, you're not gonna. Have, yeah, that every week is. Yeah. Uh, well, nine minimum, acres. It's it? kind of like. You know, painting the Sydney Harbour Bridge, you finish and you almost have to start again. <laughs> oh, my God. So, are we talking, I'm trying to picture it, are we talking rolling hills? Yeah. Or are we talking, no. I'll show you a photo later. Yes, oh, rolling hills. Yeah, got a dog, got a couple of kids, you know. Wow. So, how many, so two kids? Two kids. How old are they? Twin boys. They're 16. Twins. Yeah. What a nightmare. Yeah. It had, look, no, I have to say, as much as I make out that it's a nightmare, it's mm. really not. They've actually been super, super easy, and they're co- yeah, they're pretty easy kids. They're they're kind of nerdy. Oh, yeah, my um my boys are um so I got two kids. Yeah, two. They're they're six and eight, and um see that's two boys. Yeah, two yeah. boys. Yeah. Uh, thank God. Yeah. Um, not uh, not uh, yeah. That not might that there's sound. anything wrong with girls. No, no. I just it it'd be nice to yeah. um yeah. I I, might I do think boys are easier children. Well, I've honest. always said, like, my sister, you couldn't have asked for a better, like, my parents couldn't have asked for a better daughter. Yeah. But even her, like, between 13 and 15, like, you, there was days you couldn't talk to her. Just because too much goes on for girls in oh, those years. Yeah. Like it's Well, no, you know, buckle up because there's a, there's a fair bit of moodiness going on with the boys too. Oh, man. Yeah. Right. You know, like, there's a whole lot of nothing. Noth- oh, the Good. grunting stage. Yeah. I'm hungry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there's a whole lot of that. Well, that's the thing too. The hungry. You'd probably have to keep those cattle just to keep yeah. food up. They're like the locusts. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. The yeah, twins though, like, because like I, I used to love the idea of twins. Yeah. Like in the idea of, because we always said, we'll, we'll just have two kids. And I thought, twins, yeah, you just knock it over. Yeah. Just get it yeah, out yeah. of the way. But then like when you have one child, you realise, oh shit, like when I got this, like, the, the people I know that have had twins, when they're babies, like, you know, you get one settled and the other one wakes up and then wakes the uh, wakes the settled one up. And yeah, then right. Just all that. I guess, I don't know, we were pretty lucky. Uh, I mean, I didn't have any before that, so I don't know what it's like. Yeah, to I was going to say, one. you don't know the difference. If you so. had them third and fourth or something, that would be horrendous. And I know lots of people that's happened to. They've gone yeah. for number three. I will have one more. Yeah. Oh, no, you won't. You'll have two. Well, I know a couple that had <laughs> um, two boys and she really wanted a girl. So they went, oh, let's have a girl. We'll, yeah. we'll try one more for a girl and ended up with twin boys. Yeah, wow. So, yeah, four boys in that house. Yeah, um, yeah. And, uh, yeah. So, look, ours have always been – I'm one of those parents – I used to have to lie at playgroup 
Oh, really? And say stuff like, oh, yeah, I've had a really bad night with them because ours was sleeping through the night from nine weeks old. And oh, that's good. Yeah. And so, I, and if I said, can you imagine saying that at playgroup? Yeah. <laughs> like, I've got so two. They're saying, oh, here's them. Oh, you've got your one baby and you can't hack it. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, imagine if I went, oh, no, I've slept all night and they have, you know, they sleep for four hours a day or something. I would, they would have just stabbed me, wouldn't they? Yeah. They would, that would have yeah. been like, because. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it can become that sort of stuff can become a bit of a uh, a race to the most horrendous situation yes. you're in. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm I'm getting no sleep. Like, well, I'm getting less than no sleep. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah. So yeah, but they um, and that that is that especially yeah in those those early stages. Yeah, and as a first time mum, but I I think the best advice we ever got early on was I think my mum said. That they just pick up on whatever the vibe in the house yeah. is. Yeah. So if yeah. you're relaxed and chilled, yes, then the babies are relaxed and chilled. Yeah. And then you, th- I started to notice that with the people who had up- uptight babies, that they'd be yeah, uptight, and then they're they're all tense, and then it d- that becomes a yeah. cycle in and of itself. That, yeah, that's right. That I just um, we were pretty lucky too. Like our boys, it slept pretty well. Yeah. Um, and from a reasonably early sort of stage, but yeah. they're um. And they, you know, they're fine. But um, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't miss that. I, do, I know we yeah. know another couple now that have like their their oldest son's eight, and they've just had another one. Uh-huh. And I was just like, well, you've just got this one somewhat civilized. Like, yeah. why would you hit the yeah, reset button? Yeah, you're just button? coming into because I think like we did. You say six and eight. Your yes. Son? Yeah. See, I reckon from about six till about probably. 13 is really beautiful. It's almost like the eye of the storm. Like you have that really intense period when they're little and you have to watch them all the time and, you know, you're working out if they're allergic to the, you know, all that sort of stuff. Plus they're just trying to kill themselves on any corner. Absolutely. Maximum mobility, minimum sense. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're just like, yeah, you can get yourself something to eat. Yeah, Yeah. you can take yourself to the toilet. Yeah, you can get in the car. You can, you know, all of that stuff. And then when they hit 13, it's like they go backwards again, you know, and they become like they're seriously so in their head and you have to kind of tighten the reins again, otherwise you're going to have an off-the-rails teenager. Oh, God. So when people go, oh, you know, you're almost done, you know, when they're 13, you go, no, actually I'm not. Like now's the hard, now is actually harder. You know, yeah, I'm having conversations now about, you know, oh, this isn't great for a comedy podcast but you know that <laughs> that thing that was in the news yesterday about a 15 year old boy raping an unconscious 15 year old girl and his mate filming it oh God. and then sending it all through the school you know so i'm having a conversation with my kids about that what would you do if you got that footage what would you do you need to tell me what you would do it's Jeez. horrible talking to your kids about that yeah, stuff. Yeah, and as a th- the thirteen-year-old boy doesn't want to have that conversation, or the, no. the you know whatever teenage boy doesn't want to have that conversation no. with mum either. No, but it's necessary to have to yeah, know. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, and they're the st- that's that's the stuff you got to tighten in the reins again and go, oh hey, God. where you know. So anyway, um, you're you're in just heaven at the moment because that's yeah. a really nice age. They're my, nice. At my that boys, age. and funny you should say about you know they can get themselves something to eat. Yeah, our youngest is um. He's he's very like he's excited to be able to get himself breakfast at the moment. But yeah. I'm t- I'm in this battle to try and convince him that um you only need one knife for the peanut butter, <laughs> um for all the slices of toast you make. He, he gets yeah. a fresh knife. He gets a whatever he has. Just gets a fresh knife for everything. Yeah. So you yeah. get up and you go in the kitchen and there's like five different knives and they are just covered. There's more peanut yeah, butter right. on them than would have been on the toast. So you got to make him clean them. And then he'll start using one. Yeah, I, I <laughs> should get onto that. But it's because um, then he'll just go, "Oh, this sucks cleaning six knives." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's uh, he's very proud of himself though that he yeah, can. Of course he, he is. That's really cool. Yeah. yeah. So, um, how long have you been doing comedy now? Uh, Eleven years. Eleven years. Yeah. Yes, because we've got you and I have a uh, a friend in common. Yes. Um, who uh, a Sydney-based comedian and previous guest of the podcast, yeah. Julia Wilson. Yeah. Um, which I texted her today and asked her if she had any questions for you. Oh, and did she? She does. But first off, I'm gonna. How did how did you and Julia meet? Because oh, you two okay. are um, uh, good mates. Really good mates. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I adore her. You know, like she's um, she couldn't be a more different woman to to how I am, and we somehow we just click. You know yeah. what I mean? Um. But I know she's. I know I'm not special. She has lots and lots of friends who really adore her. You know, she's a pretty special person. Anyway, um, she was touring her show, uh, 
mm-hmm. and she was coming up to Byron and she had she she was working with a manager called Elise and Elise had done some work up here with some other people. Brendan Lovechild. I don't know if you ever worked Brendan with Lovechild. him. Brendan Lovechild. He he is a fantastic comedian. He doesn't do comedy anymore. He gave it up. There's a lot um, of that that goes around, isn't there? Oh, he was one of the best I've ever seen. Oh wow! Yeah, he was around for a long time, and he he stopped. He just does. Um, he's a really amazing artist and does all that sort of <sighs> stuff now. Multi talented. Yeah, people. I know. I hate people like that. Disgusting. Um, so I think Elise. She said she wanted someone just to open up at, at her show in Byron, and so Elise gave her my number. And she rang me and she said, would you do it? And I had probably only been doing comedy for about two or three years at the time. And so I said to her, I could probably only do five or ten minutes, you know. And she was like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's all I want. And we yeah. just clicked and became really good mates. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. So you you started comedy up here. Have you always been based in the yeah. In yeah. Northern oh, well, no, Rivers, I, I grew believe, up in Canberra. Okay. Yeah, so I grew up in Canberra and then my husband and I moved up here um, 20 years ago this year. Oh, lovely. Yeah. What what yeah. Uh, what precipitated the move? Just wanted um, to. So I worked for the public service, like a lot of people did mm. in Canberra, and my husband works. He's overseas for about seven or eight months of the year, so he oh, can wow. pretty much be anywhere if he's near a, an airport. Yeah. And he was a surfer back in those days, and we used to come and visit. I had my best friend lived up in Ballina, which isn't that far away, so we used to visit up here a lot before we moved. And then we just went, it, it was the changeover of government. It was when the Labor government um, lost and the Libs came in and they were cutting heaps of public service jobs. And so he went and I went, why don't I just take a package? Take the old package, you yeah, know. Yeah, the old redundancy. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so we bought some land in a place called Mullumbimby and people laughed at us, you know. They were going, why would you want to move to that shithole? Like our, yeah, my girlfriend's husband who is a builder in Ballina, he was like, oh, that's just a shit. Everyone just smokes dope. You know, you'll never make your money back. Well, it's gone through the roof now because people can't afford to live in Byron. I was going to so say. So, the place, you know. That's because Byron, Byron, when I was younger, had the, the hippie tag. Yeah. And then that very quickly became the yuppie tag. Yeah. Like it became yeah. the, it's like the, for the people on the northern beaches yeah. who wanted to go even further north, that's um, it. That yeah. was where the the it became the very trendy holiday yeah. place. So yeah. so that's I suppose that sort of shifted like everywhere shifts outwards and yeah. That's uh, yeah because I don't know the the that area particularly well. So what was like had, had you any experience like with land like owning no. cattle and stuff? You guys just oh, went no. Oh, we'll well no, we, we so we bought our property that we're on. Um, we've been there for. The kids are in year 11, so this is our 11th year there. Oh, wow. 12th year, sorry. 12th year. Um, so, we just bought a small – we bought two acres when we moved up and we built a house on it. And then after we had the kids, that kind of got a bit too small and they all ride motorbikes and all that sort of stuff. My husband rides motorbikes. And so, we bought this farm, really run down, kind of shitty old place. And it still is. You know, like we had all these grand ideas. We'll knock the house down. We'll put this beautiful big house and – then we lived there and we kind of went, yeah, you know, it's all right. We'll just paint yeah. and we'll just fix up the bathroom and, yeah. Build a and golf course. Actually, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Outside is beautiful. Like people come up, It's uh, I say we should call it Deception Point. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because you drive through these beautiful big grand gates under this amazingly giant fig tree. It's so beautiful, and then you walk through our front door and go, oh. So like, <laughs> so like going up the, uh, like going into Downton Abbey, if instead of the nice big castle, at the end was just like a house. Yeah. Yeah, nice. A bit of a shitty house. That's all right. <laughs> yeah. <I like> that. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? It you, your priorities change as you get older, and we go. You know, like Alex and I are both forty eight this year. And we go, we don't want to have a massive mortgage forever. Like, let's pay off this bastard that we've got. And, yeah. and this house is fine. Our kids will be gone soon, hopefully. Hopefully they're <laughs> not those kids that are hanging around at 30 going, um, just, you know. <laughs> I, I think know. that is the one advantage of being somewhere more rural. Not the one. There's plenty of advantages. That, but one of the advantages is kids finish high school and it, it's very natural for kids to... Like either go away to uni. Yeah, they want to leave a small country town, yeah. don't they? That's because I, I. And you I, know what? What I see happen is they leave, and a couple of years later, here they are back. Yes. You know. Yeah. Well, I I remember um like because I grew up uh, in a little place called Coral until year yep. ten, and then year eleven we went to Newcastle, and just the difference there. The guys I my mates from Coral are 
Some of them are still living in Coral, but a lot of them are just all over the world now, like yeah. in all sorts of places. Yeah. A lot of Melbourne and, you know, yeah. different places. And a, a bunch of them in Perth, I um, I recently found out. I have no idea how what, yeah. what the connection was yeah. between Perth and there. But, but my Newcastle mates, most of them, um, some of them left and came back, but most of them are, are still around yeah. sort of Newcastle because it's, it is one of those places that's big enough that you really, everything's sort of there you don't yes. have to leave yeah whereas the small country towns it does feel like at a certain point it's booting you out for a little while yeah um at a and i think age. that you know i love that i know everybody there i really love that sense of community i love walking down the street and knowing everybody in the shops mm. you know i know that if i fall over and hit my head someone's gonna look after me <laughs> you <laughs> know <laughs> that's an interesting <laughs> yeah, like I know. um d- yeah, that's an insightful sort of yeah. a, uh, a reason to love the town. I don't do it a lot. It's like I need to uh, look. If <laughs> I, I lived in a big, somewhere. yeah, if I lived in a big place, I'd need a helmet. Uh, here, yeah. I can, yeah, yeah. I can go. Yeah, I'll be right. Someone will look after me. Um, but the, you know, kids hate that. Yeah, because they want to be doing shit that they're not allowed, and but, everyone can see them. <laughs> yeah, and at a certain point, you do. You want to like. You can appreciate it yeah, once you've lived other places where you didn't know everyone. Yes. And then, then you come back and you, you do really appreciate that yeah. sort of a thing. Yeah, so, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I am um, yeah, I, I I like the um I like the area a lot. I haven't spent yeah. much time up here, but yeah, it's an interesting area. But how, how did you find it getting into comedy? Like well, just trying to gig. I ne- well there's a there's a woman who lives in Mullumbimby as well called Mandy Nolan. And her and I do a show together now called Women Like Us. Uh-huh. So I've become really good mates with her. And she's kind of the comedy queen of the North Coast. She's been a comedian for 30 years. Now, I've heard amazing things about this show. Yeah, it's um, great. It, its reputation precedes it. Yeah, wow. So um, so it's called Women Like Us. It's called Women Like Us, yeah. Now, let's we plug it again at the end. But yeah. where, where, when, how would people find out about um, if that's coming uh, to their Website, womenlikeus.com.au or Facebook, Women Like Us, yeah. It's got all, all nice. the dates. And what's, kind what's, of all over the place. what's the gist of the show? So it's basic, it's two hours. I do an hour. And Mandy does an hour. Wow. Yeah, so it's a two-hour show. Basically what was happening, the same thing was happening to Mandy and I. We'd go and do gigs. I'm nearly always the MC at at gigs. And, you know, often people would come up and particularly women, not not only women, but particularly women would come up and go, oh, we wanted you to be the main act. You know, like we want more of you. We don't want those just little snippets. And it was happening all the time and it happens to Mandy as well. And her and I, you know, living in a rural area like that, we do have to travel a lot for gigs. And, mm. you know, you're travelling to do a gig for 250 bucks or something. Yeah. And so her and I would often be travelling together. And, and especially, you know, we live rural. You, it really is a rural area. And when we go to rural areas, we can really connect with people because we yeah. live that life, you know. Uh, I mean, I'm on a farm. Mandy's not on a farm, but she's a small town girl as well. And so we kind of initially it was let's just hit rural areas and take take them out some good quality comedy that the other the other thing is we're middle-aged women who are supposed to be where in effect we should be silent you know like at this age oh, you become if there silenced was a God, you know what i mean <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> and fuck that we're not doing that yeah you exactly know? we're we're big and we're out there and and i think in particular women are going wow this is really refreshing we're not teaching them anything that they don't know but we are talking we're we're telling them their stories you yeah, know what i mean and that because you think about living in a in a rural town like a lot of the places we go the last comedian they had was rodney Roode. Oh, wow. Or Kevin Bloody Wilson, you know. Yeah, the big two. Yeah. And so women in particular, yeah, they're not really welcome at those gigs. It's funny. I, I find that, um, yeah, the, the times I have performed in sort of rural, more rural areas, like the, the audiences are so happy you're there. Yeah. There's something really... Um, and they're, they're real, you know. Like if, you, if, you're, if you're shit in a rural area, they'll let you know. Yeah. They're not going to be polite like a city crowd. Well, they've seen Rodney Roode. They know good. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. They've had the cream. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So that's how it it started. And it's got, it's really got legs, you know. Like I think this weekend we do our 35th show. Oh, wow. 
That's in um, – oh, you know, we're slow. That's in 18 months. Yeah, but that's <laughs> you know, we've that's done, still a, that's still a yeah. clip. And, it's and we've got another 20 booked for the rest of this year. Oh, that's fantastic. And still booking, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. But it works really well for us because Mandy has kids, I have kids. You know, her husband also works away a little bit for work. And, you know, we can also do other – other comedy stuff, you know, like keep because if we were only doing that every single weekend, we would become shit comics, to be honest, because mm. we are getting crowds of 300 adoring people who are hanging on every word you say. And yeah. so if we then went back into a into a pub then, and we're then like, hey, look at us, they'd be like, yeah. That's there really is it. a big difference between an audience that have come to see um, – something very specific that you're that's doing. That's right. As to people who've just rocked up to see some comedy. Yeah. Um, so or not even. Yeah. Or just, I've just rocked up to have a beer and you better be fucking funny because I just wanted to have a beer. That's, um, that is the, the uh, I don't think uh, people realise how bad um, surprise comedy is. Yeah. It yeah. really, you do, you, <laughs> you do have work to up. know what's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> like you get people, you get, you do get people that find out it's on and they're like keen, but it is that thing, I don't know, like, um, you done that. I remember doing gigs years ago on this gig in Newcastle at the Oriental. Yeah. And when I first started doing it, um, there wasn't um, always a great awareness by some of the people in the pub that the <laughs> yeah. comedy would be on. Yeah. And the the blow up when the TV, the football got turned off. Oh, it's yeah. It's like, why can't we leave it on? The sound's down. It's like, oh, this is actually just like a whole show yeah, that's going on yeah. over here. Watch this. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> and that that's not the ideal audience who are no. resenting you to start with. That's right. Like, so, so, yeah, it's good. I love still doing the pub gigs and stuff because you can muck around with new material and all of that. So, so back to Mandy. Um, she has built herself quite an empire on the North Coast. She runs lots of rooms. Oh, really? And she also does comedy teaching. Oh, so nice. I I had actually had never once thought in my life that I would do stand up comedy. I was a big fan of comedy. I loved it, and you know I've I could tell a yarn and stuff. But if, if, as far as getting up, I was like, man, you know, I'm a I'm a mum. My kids were five years old the first time I got up st- on stage. You know, I'd never even thought about it. But I was writing a book, and it was becoming increasingly funnier. And so I, th- I called Mandy and said, listen, if I did your course, because there was nothing around for kind of comedy writing. Yeah. I said, can you just help me with writing some funnier stuff? And she said, yeah, yeah, but you have to do the stand-up component of it. You know, yeah, I'll help you write and I'll teach you stuff, but you have to. And I was like, yeah, uh, yeah, okay. But in my mind, I'm like, fuck no, I'm not doing that. Mm. And of course I did at the end of it, um, got up and did the five minutes and went, wow, I liked that. And there, off we went. There really is no better feeling no. than, um, and I don't think people realise how addictive it is when you, especially at first, when you get up mm. terrified and it works. Yeah. And and you'd probably look now, I don't know about you, but I look now at my first set and if I, if I had that reaction or did that now, I would just be like, oh man, that was horrible. Yeah. But at the time, it was yeah. so much better than my expectation. Yeah. That I was like, oh, well. Yeah. And, and look, it was a beautiful, warm environment. You know, they're called the Virgin Sacrifice, these gigs. You know, Mandy runs four courses a year and the shows are massive. You know, she gets a few hundred people there because she might have 15 students and each one of them brings along 15 or 20 people, you know, and, and they're very well known, you know. Anyway, so you're in a beautiful, warm environment where you're never going to get heckled. Everyone's going to laugh at everything you do. So you feel like a bit of a hero. And then you do your next gig and go, oh, I like at an open mic room. Oh, isn't that... um, Yeah. But, you know, I've done... I did all my kind of open mic stuff down there. Well, that's... And and then kind of moved up up here onto the Gold Coast. Oh, I didn't move up here. But, you know, as I got better, I started to work up here. A started a gig more up here. Yeah, it's, just, it's interesting. It's um, it's always fascinating to to realise that there are these little comedy scenes yeah. spattered around. Yeah, all uh, all different parts. And just meeting comedians this week, you realise how on the surface they look. Sometimes they seem completely different, but they're essentially very very similar. Yeah. All it's the yeah. same kind of people and the same sort of conversations that have been had about. Oh, how do you get this gig? And how did yes. that go? And did you yeah. hear about this person doing that? And you know. Yeah. They, 
it's um it is it's fascinating and it's good to know that there, there seems to be a really thriving little scene going on it's up great. here. Great, yeah, it's great. Well, I mean, you know, Josh Armstrong on the Gold Coast, he's got some great rooms going, and of course, there's all the sit-down ones in Brisbane, and then Mandy's rooms. You know, they're she, Mandy has this ability to. So she's kind of the queen of the RSLs, you know, like she's got a yep. room at the Ballina RSL, which was, has been running for 10 years this month, and it's a free room. It gets 350 people in it every month. Oh, wow. And she gets really good comedians there. And honestly, it's like you have, it's like you're performing to an audience who've paid $60. That's fantastic. She educates the comedy crowds over the years. How to behave at a comedy and what to expect, you know. That's and that is um that's another thing that people like. I don't think people realise is yeah. sometimes, um, sometimes when you do a room when it's first in its infancy, um, you can say oh they're a good crowd but they're not quite comedy. I I generally say savvy, savvy, yeah. Which means it's uh, that may sound a little condescending, but it's just that they don't know what the social dance is. That's right. With it. This How to is, behave? Yeah, exactly. How to not be a dickhead audience member? Yeah, because sometimes and it's <laughs> and that sometimes they don't mean it, and they don't even realise they they're being a dickhead. They're, they're turning they're to their dickhead. mate. Yeah, in, they've just enjoyed a bit you've done, yeah. and they're turning to their mate. Going, you do that, you dickhead. Yeah, but they're saying yeah. it so loud they're distracting the rest of yeah. the kids. Or like, they're helping you out with the punchline. Oh yeah, yeah, I like <laughs> I that. I love those people. Had a had a bloke like that last night. Did actually. you? He was yeah. Where was that at? That was at uh, where were we? We were at the Cecil. Oh, the Cecil. Which um, it was a, it was one of those um, <laughs> before the show. I was like, okay, this we'll see how this goes. And they they were a great audience, but this guy and he, he was just too keen. He was yeah. too drunk and just and he look he was all right. Um, and he didn't overall yeah. like it didn't you know have the greatest impact. Although I should find he did give me his mobile number. Um, <laughs> Because he was he was going back and forward all around. And I just said to him at one point, I said it was kind of distracting. I said, "What are you doing?" He goes, "Oh, I was giving them my number." And then he walked up as a joke and gave me his yeah. his number, and um, it was his actual mobile number, which I should go dig out. And um, yeah, we should call him and teach him how to behave. Yeah, well, it's at just a comedy broadcast comedy. it and encourage everyone who <laughs> listens to this episode to just just give him a call. Yeah, um, any time of the day or night. Yeah. But, um, and just interrupt him, whatever he's doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if he says not a good time, say, cool, I'll call back later. Um, and then call back like a minute and a half later. Yeah, yeah. So is it a better time now? <laughs> no, oh, no, it's not. Am I interrupting <laughs> you during your job, am I? Yeah. 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 That's, um, it was, but he was, I mean, he was all right. It was just a... Um, just yeah, one of those guys. Just totally didn't realise what his role was as an audience member. <laughs> I love, a, oh, yeah, they're everywhere. Yeah. I'm kind of lucky, I think, because I'm I'm probably older than most, you know, especially women that they see on stage. I can go all mum on them. Yeah. And then they they're like, oh, like I'm sorry, you know. Yeah, I do a lot of I do quite a bit of emceeing myself, and I find um, that there is just a certain um, if you can you just project a certain confidence yeah. of guys. This is. This is what it is. Yeah. Then it does. It yeah. It's 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 almost intangible that some people just have that, and they it always happens. Like people go, and I'm sure you've had this yourself. Like people, you get heaps of work as an MC, and it's sort of almost the gilded cage of comedy in terms of people love you as an MC. Yes. And so they're like, oh, but if I get you to host it, and it's like, oh, well, yeah. I'd, I'd I'd really like to do a nice long set at the end as like yeah you know, yeah. I love MCing. I yeah, really so love MCing, but um, I sometimes probably take it a little bit too seriously in that I get really, I I really understand the role of the MC. You know, like my job is really to lay out the pillows for the feature act. Yeah. You know, so it's really beautiful and comfy when they come on. And if people are fucking that up for me or and for them, I get really, you know, I'm there talking to the room runner or the promoter going, you know, we need the lights better. We need this. That, that sounds shit. You know, like... <laughs> And that's that why you're a stuff. good MC because yeah. you care about and you you understand yeah. and care about the role. Yeah. Um. And it is. And I was only saying to Josh um today um Josh from Based yeah uh, comedy because uh it's where I'm it's, I'm staying with him at the moment doing his gigs and um I was chatting to him today about um the MC we've had for the last few nights of a gentleman from uh, New Zealand called Nick Ratto. Yeah. Right. Who I don't I'd, know him. No, I'd never met him and uh, he's just over for a bit and did uh, did a bunch of the gigs. 
Um, and I believe he was flying out today. Okay. I'll but say, could, we can really talk shit about him. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> if, he, if he wasn't such a good guy, I would. But he was just a really good MC. Yeah. And just got like. Okay. Well, you know, on. you you might see the opposite tonight. When no, I no. MC I'm very, you. I'm, <laughs> I'm uh, very excited because like, um, yeah, I've heard uh, many big raps on uh, oh, you both MC. as an act and MC. Right. Well, like, that's nice. That's, um, I do take it seriously and I like it. I enjoy it. I kind of I think it's that mothering role. Yeah, but you, you get know. to take a bit of ownership to the yeah. show. Like if you steer the show around and just like you said, you, it's all about just setting yeah. it up. And you know that the audience have to have to trust you. Exactly. Have to trust you as an MC. Okay, yep, she's pretty funny. And so we're going to believe her when she says I'm bringing this person on and you're going to love him. Yes. You know, like we'll we'll believe them. And you know what? If so, if I bring someone on and they're a bit shit, you know, like if you're doing an open mic night, mm. you kind of have to acknowledge that afterwards yeah. because otherwise they're going, you lied to us. You said we'd really love him. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I have to – some. you do sometimes have to bag out the open micers a little bit. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you look, know? It's I try not to be too cruel because I've seen MCs and it happened to me, just tear the shit out of you after your bit. And yeah. it's horrible. You know you've died and they're just reminding you and kicking dirt onto your dead body, you know. that's And that's it. Like, it, I think – there's a there's a fine line between acknowledging yeah. the weird thing that happened and just saying something and funny saying, about look, it. guys, we all think it's like letting yeah. them know. Look, yeah, okay, yeah, the weird thing happened. It's all cool. Yeah. the show will go yeah. on. I did. I did. There was a guy one night. Sorry, I cut you off then, but he no, he, he was just saying really weird shit. You know that I clearly only he thought was funny. Uh, just one of those. You know, he's thinking on another level to everyone else. Yep. And I just, like, I could just see the crowd all looking at each other like, oh, how long is this going to go on? And then I got up afterwards and went, you know, clearly he spends a lot of time alone. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, laughter, let's move on. You know, like, I'm not going to bag him out anymore. He has to know that that was fucking terrible. Oh, I did a, um, I did a gig. I hosted a heat of uh, raw comedy recently and I, um, I was like... Because there's lots of acts. I was yeah. doing a lot of the back announcing from behind the curtain. Like, oh, I'll keep that going. As long as it was going well, just yeah, keep bring rolling them on. through. Yeah. Because it, it can turn into a very long night. But um, so I was um doing that and I just like, get the nervous, very yeah. new people. Like some of them was our first gig and it was really good. It was fun That's just chatting great. to them yeah. backstage and stuff. Anyway, the I had to go out, actually go out and take the microphone out twice between acts. First guy just went over his time and they had to cut his microphone. Oh. And so I had to go out and just do a reset to give the next yeah. person a good chance. Because after the microphone's been cut and the lights and the, they play the music, it's very hard to then, hey, well, that was weird. Let's hear it for yeah. the next act. Yeah, exactly. So went out, did a bit of a reset, and that, that was the only one I'd done. And we were getting right into the, the last bracket. And, um, you know, I was... We're in a bit of a, a role. Yeah. Everyone's doing fine. Like it was nothing weird enough that I had to go out. So it was everything's going pretty well. And then um, I'm just chatting to this guy's standing there, and I said, "Okay, so this, let's just explain to him what's going to happen." I said, Look, "He'll come off, and I'll um, I'll tell him keep going." And I said, "As soon as I say your name, just go through the curtain, just you know straight out." I said, "Don't Knock worry about trying to pull the curtain behind you. I'll shut it behind yeah. you. Just go." Get out there, get into it. He's yeah. like, okay, okay. He's real nervous. <laughs> and I was sort of half sort of paying attention. And then all of a sudden, I just sort of tuned, something tuned me back into the stage. I was like, it sounds pretty quiet out there. And I hear the act on stage going, all I'm saying, ladies, is if you want a ring on it, on your fucking knees. <gasps> and I was like. Nice. Okay. Um, and the guy's like, so as soon as you say my name, I said, oh, I'm going to have to go back yeah. out there. And, yeah. Uh, and he wouldn't have even been listening because he would no. have been that nervous. He's just going over his lines in his head, going over his lines. So he's got no idea what's yeah. happening. I've got to go patch this up yeah. with the audience so they trust us again so that you can <laughs> not spend the first three of your five minutes yeah. <laughs> having them Trying to still win them thinking over. about the other guy. It's, um, it was too – it was – Classic, because I, I just went out and I was like, it just happened to be Valentine's Day. And I was like, oh, you wrote that for Valentine's yeah. Day. It's really good, isn't <laughs> That's it? That's his romantic stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's good, that, good you get guys that can write for an occasion. You know? Far out. Fancy, fancy thinking that that's going to be funny. I guess he's said it in front of his mates and they've yeah. laughed their guts out. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It really was, um, it really was a... a complete misread yeah, of yeah. what I suppose a very general group of people would find yeah. um, 
well inoffensive let alone um funny unfunny like it was just it was yeah it it was it's funny too when (laughs) sometimes you can hear with an open mic that um oh shit I've gone down yeah. a, a thing that I thought was funny. This isn't funny, but I've got like that's I can't that's what out. they've planned. That's my yeah, that's my script. I've got nothing else. Yeah, yeah. So, and that's what I was saying to the guys when um when I was setting that up. I said, look, don't yell out or whatever. Even if you're agreeing or you yeah. know trying to help, don't yell out because you weren't there when they were practicing it in front of the mirror at home. Absolutely. Like that's <laughs> that, there's a certain yeah. way they're locked into a path at this point. Yeah. Just let them go. Yeah, yeah. It so. won't be for long. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Exactly. Which I think there's um and this is a thing I I I'm a bit fascinated by, but the guys working with the guys up here this week, um, seeing some of the, the younger comics or the, I say younger, like yeah. not in an age sense, the newer comics. Yeah. Um, you get a really good feel for I think there's a lot of value in the, the pub style gigs that these guys are playing yeah. in. Because um you can I think sometimes like if you're in a in a really in a scene that's quite big and there's lots of options to open yeah. mic all the time um you can sort of pick and choose some of the rooms that suit you to a degree yeah. whereas um up here it seems like like these like because the guys like there was guys driving down from Brisbane to do the, yeah. the spots yeah always and then guys driving up from you know from yeah. uh, I believe it's the Northern Rivers region yes. where you live and uh yeah so the guys that are you're sort of thrown into a gig. You don't get to choose what the gig's like. You just turn up and you work out. It's a good way of getting what um, Mick Meredith told called one time to me gears. Gears, yeah, like exactly. You, this audience, yeah. okay. This is a yeah. this is a this gear for this audience and yeah. that gear well for I, that audience. Josh got me to do a room. Which what, what's today? Today is Wednesday, right? So it's I actually it is. yeah, it's tonight. But it's his his other room, which is at Nobby's. Yeah, I'm doing both tonight. I'm Are you? Yeah, I'm doing an opening set over at Nobby's, and then I um yeah right. And then okay, I'm doing so the, uh, yeah, so then you're coming over. Yeah, then I'm coming okay, over cool. and doing feature at the Avenue, I believe. Yeah, the yeah. Avenue. I've done the Avenue once before. I did it the opening night, and it was great. It was oh, really lovely. great fun. And they had lots of trouble that night. The sound was a bit shit and all that, and we still had fun. So I'm hoping it'll be even better tonight. Well, that's what Josh has said to me. The Avenue. He said. Um, he said that's the. He said it's the one of the. Like he said, you'll love the Avenue. Yeah. Been saying to me, yeah. You'll really enjoy the Avenue. Yeah. He said, it's great. They get a good crowd and they're, yes. they're lovely. Yeah, so. and and really kind of diverse. Whereas yep. Nobby's, like I've walked in there. So so the guy that normally does that is Dusty Rich. Yep. Who Have you met Dusty? I haven't, but I'm looking forward to meeting him. He's another yeah. guy whose reputation both as an act and an MC yeah. um, is uh, – is because I – because I do a lot of emceeing, I really love watching good MCs yeah. work. Because you know when you you like, oh, I, yes, I like yeah, that. Like it's a good bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to steal that. Yeah, um. <laughs> yeah. That's right. I'll write that yeah. down. Um, yeah. So he is the kind of the house MC there, and he was away, and Josh got me to do it. Now you couldn't get two more different acts yeah, exactly. or people to Dusty Rich and myself. He's mm. this really animated, fast talking, young. You know, really dynamic. So, and I'm, I'm kind of, I just talk like this, you know, like yeah. okay, I'm your mum. I'm coming on stage, and I walked in there, and they're all kind of twenty, flat peak hats, one arm tattooed, yes. and I just went, oh fuck, what? Seriously, how can I even relate to them? They're closer to my kids' age, and do you know what I had to do? And I worked it out really quickly. They don't want to hear material, and if they, if you, they want you to talk about them. Because that's that generation. If they're not actually being involved in it, they're not interested one bit. So in the end, I was actually being really mean, much meaner than I ever am on stage to them, like fully saying exactly what I think of them and they loved it. They were getting photos with me at the end and I was saying some really shit stuff. Like one of them walks in all muscly and I'm like, oh, here comes protein. Sit down, protein won't be hard. You probably haven't got any nuts. You know, like really (laughs) fucking giving it to him. Like, how's your ball bag up near your belly button? And his mates are like, ah, and he's laughing, you know. And, like, and the, I mean, the girls were actually okay. I didn't, didn't kind of have to hassle any of them. But the guys were really into themselves. And I just had to be so mean to them. I did. And I've they done, loved it. I've done, I've found there's two places I've done in Sydney where that was the, the case very much. There was one at, um, in Double Bay. Yeah. At probably one of the trendiest places you yeah. can work and they they were they, they wanted to hear about them and i was lucky because i chatted to i was hosting and i chatted to 
um, Rebecca Dianamuno, who'd hosted yeah, it a know few Rebecca. weeks. Yep. Yeah, well, she'd hosted the one before and she goes, she said to me, she goes, oh, they just want to hear about them. Yeah, they don't want to hear your material. And so I was like, oh, that's cool. I got that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I got that. And so, yeah, I was, you know, and like you said, you can be really mean. Like I was in, oh, you've yeah. got a startup, do you? Like that, yeah. everyone yeah. in the thing was working on a startup or yeah. something. That's what like I was that. doing. Oh, what are you, a barista? Yeah. <laughs> and so you get to, you get to lay into them. But then the other one was, um, uh, at the other end of the scale was at, um, Bankstown. It's a pub gig at Bankstown. Yeah. And they do, they want to, they really want to interact. And it's a fun gig. It's a bit rowdy, yeah. but it's a fun gig. But they... They really want to interact. Um, you know, they want you to call their mate a dickhead. Yeah. But yeah. then they want then they want you to move along line and get round to everyone. Yeah. And so you can literally go through the audience calling everyone dickheads. But I know a guy who made the mistake of giving the blanket you're all dickheads. This uh, area yeah, is no, for that dickheads. And uh, yeah, he was getting threats on Facebook after the gig. Yeah, wow. <laughs> they they did not like that. No, they like being individually called yeah. dickhead. Yeah, you can call them all yeah. dickheads. You just got have to do it one yeah. by one. You can't. Yeah. You can't blanket uh, them. But I, it's ha- I had a great one the other night. It was this young guy. He was probably about oh, I don't know. I don't even know what he was. You know, nineteen or something. And he was yeah, being, that's an age. That yeah, works. he was being really. He was being kind of cheeky, you know, with his mates. He was right in the front row, and he. He said something to me. I must have done some material about meeting someone in a car park. And he goes, I'll meet you in the car park after the gig. And I just stopped and said to the audience, I just want you to know what this gorgeous young guy down here has just said to me. He said he'll meet me in the car park after the gig. And I go, what are you going to do, champ? Show me your fucking pee plates. (laughs) (laughs) And his mates just started (laughs) punching him. They loved it so much that they felt like they had to beat him up. And That's he loved fantastic. it. He loved it as well. Yeah. Like I just went, dude, I have been around the block more times than you've wiped your fucking ass. Like seriously, do you think you're going to intimidate me by going, I'll meet you in the car park? That's um Because I would eat you alive. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is funny. Yeah, he now, loved it. Speaking of eating people alive, yeah, okay. that reminds me of my friend, our friend, Julia. Yes. Um, She's she, an eater. She wanted me to she ask you. She eats people alive. Yes, she does. Mm. Um, she wanted to me to ask you about the time you made everyone think that you two were a lesbian couple. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. That was good. So, do you know Greg Sullivan? I know Greg Sullivan. Yeah, right. So, it was his son's birthday because he, well, he, he was living on the Northern Rivers. He's now moved back to Brisbane. But I'm friends with him and now his ex-wife. And their son was having a birthday party and Julie was, Julie was at my place um, visiting. Oh, nice. And I guess my kids must have been about, I don't know, 10 or 12 and I said to them, do you want to come to this four-year, I don't know, let's say he was four, four-year-old's birthday party at the park or yeah. do you want to go to the skate park? <laughs> and they've gone, check ya, we're going to the skate park. So Julia and I rock up together, right? Now Julia's got her King G shorts on, you know, her... So she, she's formal wear for Julia. Yeah, she's King G shorts on. She's oh yeah, she had a collar on, you oh know, nice. she had a polo shirt on. And, a, you know, her kind of satchel across. She was rocking the lesbian look that day. That day? Yeah. Just that day? Yeah, no, not that day. Just, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so we rock in and there's all these parents there and her and I together and there's a lot of mozzies at this park. So we're putting a little bit of mozzie spray on each other, you know, all that sort of stuff. I'm getting her drinks because that's the type of person I am, you know. And then someone says, have you got kids? And I said, yeah, yeah, we've got twin boys you know like because i do have a partner and he is involved yes (laughs) yeah 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 so i've gone yeah yeah we've got and julie wasn't even next to me at this stage but i've gone yeah yeah we've got twins so i i can see how it happened like i've walked in with julia i've been rubbing cream on her or whatever i'm getting her drinks we're laughing and then I've gone, yeah, we've got twins. And so well, you in were their mind. Pillion passenger on the motorbike, <laughs> yeah, I'd imagine. Yeah, you're too. right. Um, and in their mind, they've gone, ah, oh, twins, yeah, IVF, <laughs> sperm donor. <laughs> that actually, that detail actually makes it. It, it makes sense. Makes hey? the logic a yeah, little more. Yeah, it sense. makes it even more. They're, and they're like, oh, right, yeah. Oh, so, you know, what are your twins' names? And I'm telling them all this stuff. And then Greg has cottoned on to that all the women there. And the men are all starting, you know, they're like, oh, they're yeah, that lesbian couple. They're excited because they've met a lesbian couple oh, yeah. that they're friends with now. And we're like a proper looking lesbian couple. Yes. You know, like Julia's, Julia's the guy. You know how people go, if you're a lesbian or or a gay man, they go, oh, which one of you is the guy? You know yeah. that stupid question? That's stupid, yeah. Okay. So, they're, you know, they've made this assumption. Julia's, a, she's a big unit. 
And I'm there with my with my long blonde hair and I had a nice little floral skirt on. I'm obviously the girl. <laughs> <laughs> I bet she had the babies. I bet that one didn't, you know. Anyway, I have realised this is going on. Julie's still oblivious to it. So I start playing it up even more. Oh, nice. And Greg starts saying things like, so people who are living your lifestyle, do they? <laughs> <laughs> it was, and then Julie cuts on and she just goes, what the fuck's going on? Everyone here think I'm a dyke. And I go, yeah, they think I am too. Yeah, it was really funny. Because <laughs> uh, Ju- Julia does have very much her own lifestyle. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's she says, um, she's very fond of saying she's not a, she doesn't think of herself as a woman or a whatever. She thinks of herself as a Julia. Yeah. And that's, and that is, that is Julia that's Wilson. That's Julia. There's no one like her. Oh, that is funny. I could see that. It was I, really funny. I do think too, for those people, there would have been a bit of excitement for those mothers. Oh, like, yeah. oh look, we're meeting an interesting couple. Yeah. That would have been talked about. Look how about. cosmopolitan they are. Yeah. Because we're in a small country town, you know. Yeah. And Julia was freaking out because there were mothers there who were de-licing their kids at the party. You know, like actually standing there just having a conversation. Oh, oh did you see what's on sale? What? This week at IG8, while then picking nits out of their kid's head. And she's never seen that. Well, I see it almost every day. Well, yeah. That's um, small and bimby. Hey, look, you you want evidence we came from monkeys. Yeah. Look, there they were at a go. party, so they didn't eat the, yeah. the lice afterwards. Yeah, but you know. Some of them might have. <laughs> um yeah, so she it was real it was funny. Yeah, it was very funny. That's um yeah, that's <laughs> That well, there was that her question. I'm relieved. I thought she was going to ask something else. Oh, what did you think she was going to ask? I don't know. I don't know. We've had some, we've had some very. Um, oh, what was it? That's right. One night I was listening to something. Someone said something about pegging. Pegging, yes. And I didn't know what pegging was. Okay, now you can explain it to them. And I had the to ring audience. Julia, <laughs> and ask her what it was because I knew she. Would A, know what it was, B, she's probably done it. And you knew that the uh, you knew that by asking her, she doesn't have an internet history that the kids are going to check, if, rather than if you just look it up on Wikipedia. She, uh, yeah, but, oh, right, yeah, if I had to look it up, yeah. But she, yeah. I thought you were saying she would have to look it up. She's not looking no, no, it no, up. No, 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 she's not going to look it up. She's, she's invented it. Um, yeah, so I found out what pegging was. Do you want to explain pegging? Well, pegging um, turns out it's when a woman puts on a strap-on mm-hmm. and then has anal sex with her, her male partner. Mm. I don't know who At that's his request. For. At his... Well, he, he... The whole deal is he wants them to do it. Yeah. Well, it, that's... It's a sign of probably there's something something more amiss in the relationship. <laughs> yeah, you think? If uh, if <laughs> she doesn't, she wants to do that, but he doesn't. <laughs> that's yeah. That's well, I don't think that's pegging. That's something else. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's stabbing. Yeah. Um. Anyway, yes, Julie knew. She didn't. She didn't hesitate. God bless her. <laughs> She's, She's my go-to sex person. Well, she's you know. an insight into a different, like, world. And it's good to have those, like, I suppose, those friends where you're, you're good mates, you're close mates, and you're in such different worlds yeah. in, some, in some senses. Yes. Like, you, you connect together, you've got very similar sensibilities in some ways, but in other ways, you, you're in completely different circles. Yeah. And just getting a window into another world that otherwise yeah. you wouldn't get to see. Yes. Um, Fortunately. Yes. Yeah. It's, uh, I remember she came up. She she came up to our place one time. And she bought like a um this bag, was like, was like a just a foam block with leather over it that you kick and punch. You know when you're training, and she said like to a, me like a boxing bag. Yeah, 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 like a boxing bag, but it was a square one that someone holds on the other oh, side. Oh yeah, so pa- yeah, like a, a pad, pad sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. And she said, she goes, oh, I've bought this up. Look, do you think Alex? I, um, would mind if I just taught the kids a few self-defence moves? I said, no, you could probably teach Alex some. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's Alex. just not that type. He's just not into that sort of shit. You know? What does Alex do? That he's a mechanic in a racing team. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. So that's why he's away so much. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So what type of racing? What are we talking about? Motorbikes, MotoGP. Yeah. Ah, that'd yeah. be another bonding point. Um, for, Julia. for Julia. Well, yeah, yeah, you can imagine when she found out that he did that. Yeah. So she would have been going, I don't even give a shit if this chick is the worst comedian ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm getting in with her. <laughs> oh wow. So mechanic yeah. in a racing team. That's this is um that's one of the things too, like I um that fascinates me with like the idea of car enthusiasts being yeah. somewhat a bit bogan and hoonish. I remember I was in Melbourne um in the week before the Grand Prix a few years ago. And yeah. I was staying in the hotel. Uh the hotel I was staying in was um 
a couple of the teams, like the mechanic guys, were yeah. all staying there. I, I dare say the drivers were staying somewhere much more expensive. But the mechanics and that. And the thing I noticed with those guys is for all this idea that race team, racing motorsport can be quite bogan, they were the most precise sort of nerdy dudes. Yeah. Because um, essentially it, it's incredibly scientific. Yeah what they're doing like yeah. it's it's really it's a lot of maths and physics and well and yeah and and you know i mean alex is so i'm much more bogan than he is you know he's a well brought up man um he came from the right side of canberra i was from the right he i was from a part in canberra that his parents told him to never go oh really <laughs> which know, part's that page in belconnen yeah, nice. lots of govy houses, all that sort of stuff. Been to the uh, the Belcon had a big shopping centre. Didn't yeah, it? the Belcon Mall, Belco Mall. Belco, yeah, that, Belco. Um, do, do you ever get back to Canberra? Yeah, I was just there last week. Put my mum into respite care. Top oh. fucking week. Um, yeah, so I, my mum's still there. Li- still living in the same house that I grew up in. So yeah, oh, wow. Yeah, so I'm in Canberra quite a bit. Um, and so because what, of that. What is I don't know Canberra at all. What mm. is the well? I, other than I've been there, but yeah. I don't know. I wouldn't know what the good areas slash yeah. bad areas. Well, it's hard. It's sort be. of hard to say now, but you know, North. Um, well, North Canberra is pretty good now. It's very new. There's a lot, of, but but Belconnen was North Canberra. You know, okay. when I was growing up, that, and it was kind of outer suburb. And now it's hilarious because it takes you ten minutes to get into the city. Yeah. But we used to go. Oh, fuck! I'm not going in there to Civic. You know, they called it Civic for some reason. Civic. Um, yeah, I mean, the nice parts are all the old parts, Forest and Red Hill, you know, the round Parliament House. And that's, so that's where your uh, your husband... No, not quite there. He was um he was just up the hill from us in another suburb where the houses were a lot nicer than ours and no govy houses, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, his parents went, don't ever go to Paige. He's warned about girls like you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. for good reason. He, he Look what you've done now. One. Um, yeah. So, anyway, he, yeah, he's very, he's a, you know... I would say, yeah, he's a real perfectionist with everything he does. They have to be. Yeah. They're putting a person onto a machine and he's trusting that everything's fine and he's going to go 320 kilometres an hour on that thing. Yeah. Well, and expect that it's going to turn and stop and do what it's supposed to do. And that's the thing. I watch, like, sort of watch because I jog around as they were. I'd go for a jog around um, the, the round sort of the park. Yeah. And um, I'd always, um, I'd sort of... I'd go for a jog, I wouldn't get right way around. And I'd do, I'd sort of be walking past and I'd always stop and just watching them set up the pits and that yeah, sort of stuff. And yeah. it was, and it makes perfect sense how um, methodical everything was. Yeah. There was definitely a process. This goes. Oh, here, yeah. That was, yeah, yeah. It was, um, it's and kind you of know, every garage watch. looks, the garage looks the same no matter where they are. It's exactly the same garage in every single country. Wow, that's impressive, isn't it? Yeah. How, and I'm, I'd imagine that. That that's down to that. Just that this is the most efficient way to do things. Yeah. Because essentially that is um, that's what they're aiming for with um, with any sort of motorsport is maximum efficiency to achieve what that's you're doing. That's right. Like well, you know, that's where we are getting all the technology in our cars and b- motorbikes and stuff. It's there first. Mm. Well, they're our guinea pigs, and then it comes down to us. You so know? does he bring that sort of attitude home? Like, are you like, is, is he very efficient and no, methodical around the house, or no, is it fast No, no, he loose? just shuts off at yeah. home. He's he's very laconic, does things at a really slow pace, unless it's got to do with golf. <laughs> I'd say there's probably one thing that we actually well, he, there's probably heaps of things he gets upset with me about. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine what they are, but the one thing that I get upset with him about is that he's always late. Oh, really? Which really shits me because he's never late for work. I was going to say I can't imagine that would fly on a work. And he flies all over the world, and you know he's never missed a flight. All that sort of stuff. They they travel together in cars. He never misses tea off time. He's a mad golfer, mm. but if it's somewhere just we're going out to dinner or where he's late. And so now I've kind of, rather than being that, you know, oh, we have to leave in five minutes. We haven't, eh, no one's really, eh, 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 where, and I've got the three of them that are all the same. <laughs> I actually just leave now. Oh, you leave. And as I'm driving down our dirt road, I'm getting the call, you, what the fuck are you doing? You know, and I go, well, I'm ready to go. I'm not waiting anymore. I'll just see you there. That's, um, and I've yeah. done that a few times and it's kind of worked. There's some consequence attached to the, the yeah, when you're it like kind of shits me though because it means I can't drink wherever we're going because he doesn't drink 
and so I can drink. Oh, see now, I would just see if I was in your position, I'd just be late everywhere. Yeah, I'd just be like, ah, this I really struggle being late. I'd be like, uh, well, often what happens is we leave one of the cars there. Well, there's the other thing yeah. I do too. Because mum gets pissed. Yeah. And so dad has to drive home. <laughs> it's, it's hard <laughs> to think how you ended up in comedy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it was a surprise to me too. Yeah. That's fantastic. All right. Well, we probably are getting to the time where we have to yeah. actually start to look at leaving here to go to uh, the shows we've got. Yeah, we do. Um, but before we go... Give, uh, I'll give you some dates. Give you some dates. Give a plug to all your social medias, anywhere that um, yeah, people well, might be able women, to find you. Women like us. Yep. Um, dot com dot au. And look, I'll just have a look. We are we're doing the Sydney Comedy Festival. Oh, when are you just down for, for that? Just for two nights. I'm just going to have a look. Um, it's in it's in May, isn't it? Yes. Oh, I or think is it, it in April? Late April. I, I, all I know is my runs in the last week. Okay. Well, so, we might be um, late May. I think we might be at the same venue as you. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, okay. We are. So, we've got coming up, you know, Warwick. <laughs> Any listeners in Warwick? Um, but the sort of big ones, we're doing a run, Maruya Marimbula in Canberra on the 6th of May. Oh, lovely. That'll be Cam- a nice And that's run. at the Abbey. Beautiful, really beautiful venue down there. And then we're 20 and 21 May at Sydney. Oh, 20 and 21st. That's, that'll be the same, uh, yeah, the same time I'm there. Is it really? Yeah, 17th to 21st is my run. Okay, so. cool. We're just doing the two nights. Oh, lovely. And we're just in, the weekend. Um, yeah. Well, that's Saturday and Sunday, I think, yeah. those two dates. Um, and they're... Um, Oh, we're in – I can't remember the exact room, but it's a room in the Enmore Theatre. Uh, nice. Oh, it'll either be the loft or the laneway, I believe. Yeah, okay. There, it's one the, of those. Or the main room. Which it's not the main if room. If it is, do some plugging because yeah. that's a big – No, it's not the main room, We, but that'll be next year. Oh, lovely. Yeah. <laughs> that'll be great. <laughs> so, yeah, we've got lots of lots of dates. We're all over the place. And what, what time are you on? Um, oh, I don't know. Tonight? No, no, no. Oh, there. No, tonight. I don't know. There. I think seven. So, uh, I was going to say, I was going to see if I could come up and sit. Are you I on 7? I'm, I'm on at 7.30. Okay. I so. think on the Sunday it's an earlier show. Yeah, I'm the same. They yeah, right. Knock it forward by a, an hour. Yeah, okay. But, um, oh, I'll uh, I'll have to uh, have to make the effort. Yeah, to, well, that's it. Co- because along. it's a festival show, it's a kind of, you know, we only do half an hour each. Oh, yeah, it would be too. Yeah, so I don't, I don't really like that as much. You know, that, that luxury of having an hour on stage is really beautiful. You yeah, know, it's fun, when, isn't when it? you've written a gag that, you know, goes for 15 minutes or something, it's nice to be able to do it rather than yeah. just your little shortened version. That's some. Um, I was talking to some guys at last night's gig and someone said, Oh, how long are you, like, how long do you reckon you're comfortable doing? At any given point, I said, I'm comfortable doing whatever I've been doing most recently. Yeah. Like, if I'm doing a bunch of 45s or a yeah. bunch of 35s, then that's what I feel like yeah. I do. And it's just as hard to go from, for me, like, I, I get just as panicked if, if I've been doing 35s and someone said, you know, you need to do 45 tonight. Yeah. I get just as panicked as if they'd say, I need you to do seven. Yeah, like, it's oh, really weird, isn't it? Like it's hard. It's yeah. It's very hard. Yeah, I mean, I did a I did a support act the other night up here on the Gold Coast, and I had to do twenty minutes, and I was really like, oh, make, make sure you flash me if I go over. You know, like <laughs> yeah. you kind of forget what twenty minutes feels like when you're doing an hour every yeah, night exactly. on stage. You know, but um, anyway, they didn't flash me. That was the night I got asked to be met in the car park. Yeah, good times. <laughs> good successful times. Night. Hey, I've still got it. Yeah. All right. Well, um, and what is your Twitter, Instagram, all that sort of stuff? Um, it's all just it's all just Ellen Briggs. Yeah, Ellen. Ellen Briggs. I think it's uh, Twitter. I think is um Ellen underscore Briggs because there was already an Ellen Briggs who is a um food nutritionist from America who often get questions. You know, my kid's gluten free. What do you recommend? And I just write back and go, just give them bread. You yeah, know, they'll grow out of it. Totally. Yeah, <laughs> I recommend letting them shit himself. Yeah. Uh, the um because I did notice today actually I had a quick look at your Twitter and you uh, you were tweeting about sourdough so I've had a real thing about bread this week actually because I saw this I was in a bakery and there was this whole row of bread loaves that looked like vaginas I saw that that looked they really that did was look like funny. vaginas yes, they hey? did. like yeah. the twat loaf oh the two twat loaf thanks they all looked like it was like an installation of all different vaginas and then sourdough bread what the fuck is with that stuff like it's I don't even – it doesn't even taste that good. Oh, but it is very hard to get through with your knife and fork when you have an Eggs Benedict. And then when you get it in your mouth, say goodbye to your gums. Yeah, look, I um, 
massive like, sourdough fan. Yeah, really? Yeah, I love it. I love sourdough. Um, but like, I just, it just tastes like salty, stale bread to me. Just put a bit more salt in regular bread and it yeah. would be easier on our palates. Yeah, see, I'm not, I don't mind. See, I... um. See, I'm the 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 gums thing. Yeah. Like I've um, there's you know the Vietnamese rolls. You know you can get the pork rolls with yes. the bread roll. So I was first introduced to them um, uh, at a place called Hong Ha. Yeah. Um, in Sydney, and I actually thought when my friend said to me, uh, well, "We'll go, we'll go get Hong Ha rolls for lunch." I thought they were being a bit racist. Turns out it was just <laughs> the name of the shop. <laughs> <laughs> And but they they were like splinter roll like they would yeah, you would get right. a splinter in the roof of your mouth so I and I love them so much so I I feel like over time you can build up you the push callus. through yeah yeah okay so but yeah I will um yeah I'll I need to get off the bread I don't know what's happened this week I've we really gone on a bit of a bread rampage no, that's who good. knows what it'll be next week oh, for more hot bread talk yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Follow Ellen on Twitter. <laughs> Mate, thank you very much for oh, coming up and doing this. Oh, thanks for having me. It was really fun. No worries. Bye. See ya.